This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for being so faithful to the Lord and continuing to sow into the work here at CFC. Well, tonight, we've got a really great surprise for all of you. We've got someone in in studio tonight that's going to be dealing with the subject tonight. Now, as you all know, this month is all about taking the lead. In week number one, we had Apostle Alan who spoke about leading yourself. How can you lead others effectively unless you lead yourself first? Then last week, we had Dr. John Torrance who spoke about the importance of leading in our families. Now, tonight is all about leading in your ministry. Now, don't sign off thinking, well, I don't have a ministry, so this may not be relevant to me. No, no, it is relevant. The Bible tells us that every single born-again believer has been given a ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. Our ministry is to bring people back to Jesus. It's every single one of our responsibilities. And so tonight's teaching is really dedicated in how to make us more effective in that ministry. I mean, really, that's all that counts, isn't it? Whether it's in the secular world or whether it's in church, whether you're a dream team member, ultimately it's about reconciling people to Jesus. And so I'd like to welcome Apostle David Malitzi all the way. He traveled all the way from Polokwane to be with us this evening, and he's got something burning on his heart. So we just want to welcome you, Apostle David. Please have free reign. Enjoy. I'd love to say the stage is yours, but there ain't no stage. I'd love to say address the congregation, but you just got a camera over there. So we want you to have fun tonight. We're looking Thank forward you. to the message. People are hungry and eager to lead. And so I'm going to hand over to you directly after this. Can we pray together? Yes, yes. Please. Let's dedicate this to the Lord, folks, Amen. shall we? Say this. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening in the wonderful name of Jesus. We spent such a glorious time in worship, Lord, and it really is about becoming less so that you can become more. Tonight, we thank you for Apostle David who's made the trip out here. We believe that the word he carries in his heart is like apples of gold in settings of silver, precious and priceless. May your word go forth tonight, dispelling all fear, causing faith to rise in every heart, causing us to become leaders, effective leaders for Jesus during this time of crisis. So we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for this wonderful man of God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, Apostle David. Over you. to you. Thank you so much, Dr. Andre. I really appreciate the introduction and all the kind words that you said. You said it exactly as I told you to say it, but you did a very good job, and I really appreciate you. Well, that was a joke. And anyway, but uh, what is the truth is that, you know, we thank God for this time together, and we thank God that we can be doing a great work. You know, this week, the last two Sundays, it has been great. It has been wonderful. You know, we thank God that uh, right from the first Sunday, the, uh, last week's Sunday, and today we are continuing on the subject. This is a great subject. And I know that you're going to be blessed by God even as we go through the Word of God. You know, Dr. Andre said it's so powerful that every one of us has got a ministry, you know, that you might be sitting there at home and say, but, oh, no, I don't know what, what is my ministry, you know, but he said it's so beautiful that everyone has a ministry. And this is what I want us to understand, that don't just 
take yourself off and say that this is just for pastors or for people that are in full-time ministry. In actual fact, every one of us has got a ministry. And that's what we need to understand as the body of Christ and as Christians. You see, ministry is not about being full-time. You know, being full-time is great, and if your ministry requires you to be full-time, that would be great. But even if you're not full-time, you know, you are still having a ministry. You see, we need to understand something here, is that God has given every one of us a ministry, a ministry to do in the body of Christ. You know, just like the vision of the church talks about the, the vision, you know, to be equipped so that we can go out there and impact the whole world. So this is what the message is all about today. And so I'm looking forward to really engaging with you in the Word of God. Now, even as we go into the Word of God, I just want to appreciate Apostle Theo for giving me this opportunity to come and share with you today. You know, he is my spiritual father. He has mentored me. He has raised me up. I know what I know because of him and Dr. Bev. They've been a blessing to me and to Pastor Louisa. And they continue to bless us. They continue to lead us and to direct us. You know, when I'm stuck, I can always consult with them and come up here in CFC. CFC is my home. You know, come up here and just uh, learn a lot you know, in many ways. So I'm grateful that I belong to this house. I'm grateful that I am a son in this house. And I guess that you feel the same way uh, back at home, that you are glad that you are part of CFC. And one thing that I like is that it gives you an opportunity to be able to engage and to do your ministry. You know, that is what is good about Christian Family Church. And so, when we look into the Word of God about ministry, you know, we need to realize that our lives revolves around our ministry. We are here on earth to fulfill our ministry. You know, the reason why God is keeping you and I here on earth is so that we can fulfill our ministry. And we will only check out of this world when we are done in our ministry. And so, we need to be faithful in doing what God has called us to do. You know, we need to understand this, that our lives matter because and as we are involved in ministry. As long as we focus in the ministry of the Lord, you realize that your life has a meaning. You know, your life, now you understand that, you know, you, you are grateful that you're alive because you're doing something for the work of God. And so that's what we will be talking about today. You know, but it's very much important to take our ministry serious. You see, the moment you leave your ministry, the moment you, uh, you, you get out of your ministry, you stop doing what God has called you to do, you realize that your life will lose meaning. You realize that there will be challenges. You won't be able to uh, break through in your life because you have left your ministry. So ministry is very much important. Now, during this lockdown, it's so uh, easy that people will just say, oh, we are under lockdown. 
You know, we are not allowed to visit one another. We are not allowed to uh, share. We are not allowed to do this. You know, but we can continue to be in ministry, even during lockdown. You can continue to do what God has called us to do because that is very much important. Now, today, even as we look at how we can be involved in ministry, I want us to look at the example of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ really gave us an example of how we can lead our lives in ministry. Now, the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the B part of it, it says here that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the evil one. And so we know that Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one, to undo what Satan did. That was his mission. That was the reason why he came. Now, had Satan not had a leeway and uh, came here on earth, you know, Jesus would not have come as he came. But he came because men failed God, and they allowed Satan to come in. And Satan came and robbed people. He, you know, I mean, he did all sorts of uh, problems. And Jesus came to undo all of that. And so one way of doing it, you know, he knew that I will be doing, you know, healing the sick, delivering people, providing for people to give an example, to show an example that this is how uh, God wants to help people. But he knew this, that this was going to culminate at him dying at the cross. And so he had a purpose. He knew that this is what he was called to do. And so we see here that right from the beginning, he knew that this is my cause, this is what I, I came here to do. Now, you will remember that when he was 12 years old, you know, that he went with his parents, Mary and Joseph, to Jerusalem. Uh, moving from Nazareth, they went to Jerusalem to, you know, because it was one of the feasts. And, uh, you know, I want us to look at what happened right there. So we find our Bible reading from Luke chapter 2, from verse 41. You know, the Bible says that now his parents went to Jerusalem every year of the feast of the Passover. You know, so just to stop right here, parents were committed to the Lord. Parents were given to the Lord. You know, they didn't say, oh, this year we will skip. You know, but they were dedicated to doing what God has called them to do and to do what they felt that it was important for their spiritual life. And so the Bible says that they went every year. You know, it was something that they did it often. And, you know, this is a lesson to us that even as we serve God, now we don't have to come to church every year, uh, but uh, we should come to church every Sunday and every time uh, doors are open, we need to come to church. Even during lockdown in your home, you know, we had Apostle Theo last week talking about it. You know, that when it's time for service, we gather together. You know, don't just be there and going about, going get coffee, going and get that. You know, but we need to stay focused and respect and honor that this is time for God 
to minister unto us, and we have service. And, and that is what we learn right here, that the parents went to Jerusalem every year. It was their custom. Now, look at verse 42. Verse 42 says, And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to their custom. You know, they didn't leave him behind. And so we see here that Joseph and Mary were involved in their ministry. What was their ministry? Their ministry was to raise up their children in the ways of the Lord. You know, you might look at that and say, but that is not important. It is a very important ministry. You might be at home, you might be there and say, oh, but I am a stay-in mother, you know, what can I do? You know, looking after those children, raising them up in the ways of the Lord, encouraging, that is a great ministry, you know, because you are, you are sowing a seed of greatness in their lives and you're introducing them to Jesus Christ and you're making them to stay committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And tomorrow when they are great, when they have grown up and God is using them in many ways, you will be getting the reward because you have done your ministry. And so it does not matter uh, how, how insignificant our ministry can look like, but we need to be committed to it and make sure that we do our ministry. And so here we see uh, Joseph and Mary had a habit of going to church. You know, they had a habit of taking their children along. They were involved in their ministry of raising up their children in the ways of the Lord. And of course, later on, we learn about James, you know, the brothers, uh, biological brothers, if I can put it that way, of Jesus, that they tend to be great men and women of God. And I believe that the way they were raised had an impact. Yes, they had Jesus, you know, in their family, but uh, they were raised, they were steered, their lives were steered in the right direction. You know, so it's very much important that we be involved in ministry. Now, when they went there, when the feast was ended, you know, they returned home, and the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, the Bible tells us. And so they continued with, on their journey, and along the way, probably they thought that, you know, Jesus is with uh, some of the relatives here, you know, but when they sought for him and he was not there, they realized that he's not around, and they went back to Jerusalem. And after three days, the Bible tells us, look at verse 46. You know, verse 46 is so much important. It says, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among teachers. We are talking about a 12 years old a boy, you know, right in the temple, sitting among teachers, listening to them, and not only listening to them, but as asking them questions. He was engaging with them. And that is what we need to understand. You know, you are not too young to be involved in ministry. You are not too young to learn from the Lord. You know, that even if you are 12 years, you are 11 years old, you are 10 years old, you are 18 years old, we need to be in the habit of engaging ourselves in the Holy Scriptures, because that is very much important. 
you know. So we see here that he was asking them questions. He was listening to what they were saying. And the parents came. And the Bible says that, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. You know, they were amazed. You know, yes, he was God, you know, but remember that when he came here on earth, he left his godliness and he had to depend upon the Holy Spirit and he had to learn, you know, from the scriptures. And, and, and so you can see that he was involved in learning, you know, from the scriptures. And so verse 48, and when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Now, I love verse 49. You know, it's like I've built up the whole thing just to come to verse 49. Now, look at what Jesus says here. He says, and he said to them, why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? You know, he did not, uh, didn't you know that I should be in my father's house? In other words, I need to be involved in my ministry. He knew that I needed to prepare myself. I needed to engage myself in the word of, uh, of God in ministry. I must be in the father's house. In other words, be involved. I need to be involved in ministry. And, uh, you know, in the King James Version, New King James, it says here, I must be about my father's business. You know, I must go about and do my father's business. Now, in the TS, uh, uh, the scripture 2009 translation, and he said to them, why are you seeking me? Did you not know that I had to be in the matters of my father? You know, I had to be in the matters of my father. So you can see that right from the young age, he was involved in ministry. And of course, he grew up, he was baptized by John the, uh, uh, the Baptist, and he went about doing good. And, you know, the Bible tells us healing the sick, praying for people, you know. And at one particular time, uh, he is confronted by this man. He's with his disciples in John chapter 9, you know, from verse 1. And uh, the disciples, they see a man who was born blind. And so uh, it says here, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And the disciple asked him, Rabbi, who's seen here, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. You know, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Now he was saying here that none of the above, you know, uh, that made this man. In other words, it's, it's immaterial, you know, how this problem came about. You know, but one thing, as long as we are here on earth, we must continue 
to do the work of the ministry. So he was saying that let us focus in doing the work of the ministry instead of arguing, oh, and, and uh, you know, passing on the blame. It is this man's or is his, this, uh, his parents that created or that made this man to be born blind. He says, as long as there is work to be done, I need to be involved in ministry. And you also remember, you know, when Jesus was with the woman at the well and uh, his, he, uh, the, the disciples, when they came, they'd gone to look for food, they came back. Now look at what he says in John 4, verse, uh, verse 34. And, 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 you know, they said that, Master, get some food. Now Jesus said this to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. In other words, I must not be sidetracked. You know, what, it, what matters, what nourishes me, what blesses me is to do the, the will of my father. And the Bible says, the ESV uh, translation says, and to accomplish it. Now, the New King James says, and to finish it. You see, to finish means that you have to do it to completion. You know, don't leave it halfway and say, oh, I'm suspending my ministry. We are under lockdown. I will continue up. No, you know, you must do your ministry. Continue doing it until you finish it. You know, but the word accomplish here is talking about not just completing your ministry, but you must doing, do it well. You know, the same word in other places, it's translated to be a perfect, you know, as perfection. So here, the Bible is talking about, Jesus was saying that I must do the work of the ministry, what I was called to do, and I must do it well. I must, it must be perfect. And at the end of the day, I must complete it. And so he was, stay, he stayed focused on what God has called him to do. You know, in other time, he was in Galilee ministering, uh, speaking to people in Matthew chapter 12 from verse 46. He says, while he was still speaking to the people, you know, he was doing ministry. Behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. You know, but he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, here are my mother uh, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, what was Jesus saying here? His mother and brother were standing outside of the room, desiring to speak to him. When they should have been inside, standing within, desiring to hear him. You know, they wanted to take him out of what he was doing. He was busy teaching and they came and said, they are searching, they are looking for him. Jesus said that, you know what? I am busy in the ministry. I am doing what God has called me to do. And so even if they are my parents, I must focus in doing what God has called me to do. And so he stayed inside. He stayed focused in doing ministry. And so brethren, you know, family, this must be a teaching to us that we must not neglect our ministry. 
You know, what God has called us to do, we need to be doing that. Now, let's look at one more time. You know, we see here Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He is aware that he's going to be crucified. You know, he's right on time. He's following the timetable of God. He's going to Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 13, verse 22, when he arrived there, you know, just in the vicinity of Jerusalem, the Bible tells us in verse 22, he went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. And in verse 31, says here, at the very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. You know, you better hide yourself, because Herod wants to kill you. Now, Jesus knew that he had to go to Jerusalem, and they are saying to him, don't go to Jerusalem. You see, that was a distraction. And so how did he answer them? He said in verse 32, he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day, I finish my course. You know, he's saying here that I will never be distracted from doing what God has called me to do. I will do my ministry today and tomorrow I will fulfill my ministry. And on the, day, on the third day, I will finish. I will complete what God has called, uh, has called me. So he focused on completing his job, you know, and completing it well. And that is what we need to understand. Verse 33 says, nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. In other words, I need to stay focused. You see, Jesus was facing the same danger probably that we are facing today. You know, that the danger of death. Death was imminent. Herod wanted to kill him. You know, maybe today is a sickness that wants to kill people. You know, but Jesus said that, hey, you death, you stay aloof. You know, you will never distract me from doing what I am called to do. And that should be our attitude really in doing the ministry wherever we go. We should not say, oh, you know, I will stay put because it's dangerous out there. You know, the safest place to be right now, it's in the will of God. It's in you being actively involved in ministry. And so that is how we are to lead ourselves into ministry. You know, uh, we should not, uh, you see, these people were well-meaning probably. It's not because they were, you know, they, they were against Jesus. They were well-meaning. You know, they saw the threat. The threat was great. You know, it was real. And, and, and but they, Jesus saw it from another anchor. That yes, you want to warn me of this threat. You know, but what? You know, if I stay away, then I am stopping my ministry. And so he says that I will go and do the work of the ministry. You see, Jesus put it this way. In Mark chapter 8, verse 35, he says, For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his, wife for, for his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. In other words, as you do your ministry, as you continue to do what God has called you to do, you know, you will be saving your life. You see, lockdown should not stop us doing our ministry. 
You know, we should serve God even during lockdown. We know that our phones are not locked down. You know, you can still call someone to watch the service, to go to a growth track. You know, you can still encourage someone in the Lord. You can still pray for someone in need. You can still help someone out. You should be tithing and giving unto the work of the Lord. You should be involved in the ministry and the activities of the church. Now, those little steps that you take for Jesus counts a lot. You know, and that's what we should be doing in the body of Christ. You see, to the churches that can manage 50, uh, you know, for now, definitely we should be open. Obviously, if 50 won't make any difference, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, just like we're coming online, you know, that is great. But those smaller churches, you know, that can manage 50, we should be open. We should not be uh, saying that, oh, you know, it's dangerous. People might get sick here. Look, we have the power of God. We have the anointing of God. Church is where people should be running to because the life of God is flowing. So we should not be locking away the life of God, but we should be coming through, you know, and getting ministry involved. So what I'm saying is this, that let us be involved in ministry. You know, Jesus said this as I close. You know, he said this in Matthew 25. He said uh, to people talking about in the last days, um, you know, that for, he says he will, he will call people, people will come to him. He says uh, he will tell them, I was hungry, verse 35. Matthew 25 from verse 35. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was the stranger and you welcomed me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and, and thirsty and gave, uh, give you drink? And when, he, uh, uh, and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. You know, so what I'm saying is this, that the little thing that you do in helping someone else, in leading someone to Christ, in introducing somebody to grow track, you know, at your workplace, Boldly talking about the Lord Jesus Christ to the people that you relate to, you know, the people that you meet in the shops and wherever, talking about Jesus, you know, and, and, and giving them the link to Christian Family Church so that they can connect and receive the way. That little thing is very big before God. And that's what we should be doing. You know, you see, when we are involved in ministry, we really, we forget about the challenges around, you know, because we are focusing in ministry, we are focusing in what God has called us to do. That is what is important. And so, child of God, I want to encourage you that never ever neglect your ministry. Let us be involved in ministry. Let us continue doing what God has called us to do. 
you know, in our everyday life, let us be involved. And even as we are involved, we know that God will bless us, God will keep us, God will protect us, God will be there for us. Don't be scared. Let us go out there and do the work of the ministry and the Lord will bless you. I trust that you enjoyed this way. I trust that uh, God has ministered to you. And I know that uh, even as you get involved in ministry, that you will see the grace and the goodness of God upon your life. Maybe you're watching and you're saying, Pastor, uh, how can I connect to God? Well, I want to lead you in prayer. A prayer whereby you can give your life to Jesus. A prayer whereby you can surrender your life to Jesus. A prayer whereby you will receive and embrace Jesus in your life. Jesus will come and you will have a relationship with him. You know, and you will be born again. You will be transformed. Your whole being will be transformed. And so I want to lead you in prayer uh, right where you are. You know, maybe you can say this prayer. Even as we pray together, say this prayer with me. Father God, I ask you right now that you forgive me for every sin that I have committed. Wash me by your blood. Make me your child today. I surrender my life to you. I ask you, Jesus, coming into, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I thank you that I am born again because your word says so. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations to every single person that has surrendered their heart to Jesus tonight. What a wonderful message to commit your life to Christ on. God bless, God bless each and every one of you. If you have committed your life to Jesus and prayed that prayer, won't you please just text us on 4991 and let us know today I received the free gift of eternal life or you can just comment in the link below. Now here at Christian Family Church, it's very important for us that you take your next steps. What is your next step? Well, if you'll go to our website and click on the tab that says next steps, there is a brief video by Pastor Chris Ellis that'll tell you about the next steps that you can take in your journey with Jesus. We wanna see you grow in Christ. We wanna see you do growth track. And when we gather together one of these days soon, we wanna be able to have you here at church with us. Praise the Lord. Well, wasn't that a tremendous message this evening, folks? Thank you so much, Apostle David, for, for ministering to us. And, and just before I know it, it's Apostle Louise's birthday tomorrow. So Apostle David has to get back on the road, back to Polokwane. But just before you do that, I, there's just one or two observations that I'd like to make, if I may, yes, with regards please. to your message. You know, yes. Pastor Theo's message this morning and your message, I can just see the hand of God yes. on this entire weekend's word. You spoke about leading in ministry and Pastor Theo this morning spoke about how to deal with discouragement, but he used the story of Elijah and Elisha. Yes. And when Elijah in a time in his life became so discouraged that he wanted to flee from ministry, how the Lord had to raise up someone else in his place. But I don't know for those of you that were watching this morning, if you caught this, mm. Pastor Theo said this, he said, even though Elijah was discouraged mm. and Elisha came on the scene, yes. his ministry, Elijah's ministry is not yet done. Wow. And he's coming back yes. to finish it. Yes. He's leading even in a time of crisis. And so ministry yes. is not over. That's right. So he dealt with a man that was discouraged in ministry. Tonight, mm -hmm. you took your cue from the life of Jesus. And there was 
so many things I noticed that I've not noticed before. I think first and foremost, Jesus was 12. Yes, that's right. Jesus was 12 when he was focused uh -huh. on the Father's business. Yes. And so to those of you that are watching out there that might feel you young and don't qualify for ministry, yeah. the only thing the Lord is looking for is availability. That's right, that's so true. Not Dr. just ability, no, you know? No, Another no. thing was yeah. that when, he, when, his, when his parents eventually found him yeah. and he could have so, be, so easily been distracted. Uh -huh. He could have said, listen, my parents are leaving. Yeah. I need a time out here. I need, I need to go. Yeah. He wasn't distracted. Wow. And you know, Pastor David, just a couple of months ago, I sensed in my spirit that in these end times, mm -hmm. this was just before lockdown, yeah. that there is going to be a conspiracy of distractions. Mm. Mm. A conspiracy. The enemy is intentionally going to set up yeah. certain events or certain things to happen that are going to distract people. Mm. And you nailed it tonight when Let's you spoke go. about let's not get distracted that's you know right. that's jesus right. had no excuse at the yes. age of 12. yes i mean we oh, some God. some people they don't need an excuse they just they just want to throw in the towel yeah. you know <laughs> and i was remembered i think it was benjamin franklin that said this he said he said those who are good at making excuses are seldom good for anything else wow. it's quite a powerful wow, quote that's powerful but your message tonight and apostle Thea's this morning really really just really just blessed us and and i know that everybody's really enjoyed it and listen if you enjoyed the message won't you just like and comment below right. i know pastor louise is watching she's yes. on that she's on that like button like oh, this okay. love 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 like hug, hug, hug. so i know she's looking forward to you getting back to her but Please just go. before you head out and before yes. we say goodbye to our to our viewers um do you have a closing thought that you'd just like to that you'd like to share with us apostle you know, david uh, yes dr andre what i can say is that you see during this crisis like back in Polokwane, we have seen God working by His Spirit, you know, that we're able to expand more than we have been, you know, starting new locations, you know, and, and actually every time we have a, a challenge of, you know, even the smaller locations of, of you know, keeping to 50, you know, because uh, people are just coming, people are hungry yes. for the Lord, you know, and the work is continuing. And the second thing is that, People that have been sitting and doing nothing as they go to a new location, they get their fulfillment, you know, and they're doing the work of the Lord. You know, this afternoon, uh, I just got the figures of how all our campuses fed and, you know, it went higher than we have been ever. You know, and so God is just doing a great work. Well, you know, that doesn't surprise me, Pastor David, because you said it in your concluding thoughts and message. You said this, you said, let us, let us rather look for excuses to get together. Yes. As opposed to looking for excuses to not get together. I mean, That's like so you said, true. focus on it. Even yeah. if you can get 50, yes. get them together, encourage them. That's Pastor right. Pastor Theo said this morning, your responsibility, uh -huh. as is his as a senior pastor, and you as an apostle, and both him, is to make sure that the sheep hear the word of God, That's right. that they remain encouraged, edified, yes. wow. and that they're ready when the time comes when we can get back to church again, yes. that they just slot back in again. That's so, right. so just in closing, I want to thank you again for making thank the long you. journey out here Amen. to minister to our congregation live yes. and to many of your congregants. Yes. So God bless you. And thank Pastor Luisa, from both of us, happy birthday for tomorrow. Yes, happy and birthday. from Christian Family Church International Amen. indeed. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, 
www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.